Hi, this is Greg Dean and welcome to the Explore Life podcast. So I started the Explore Life podcast throughout 2020 when the COVID pandemic started. And although I'd planned to do it over several years, the COVID pandemic gave me the opportunity that I needed being locked down. A lot of us have had uh, some serious mental issues I've had, uh, you know, my moments, but that said, I'm able to work from home, unlike a lot of people. And so, of course, looking for a creative outlet, a podcast seemed to be a great way to go. My career as a commercial um, radio personality over the years, which I left behind, uh, you know, brought me into a corporate world and everybody has a creative outlet. So based upon my YouTube channel, which is Explore Life Films, where I'd aimed to create documentaries around uh, good values, creating a better world, um, interviewing people who are living successful lives with great values, people who are driven, successful, making great money, and giving their time to really valuable causes. And of course, Explore Life Films, covers travel around the world Uh, in fact recently i've uh, started a documentary series called greg dean's cruelty free vacation and uh, traveling around the world looking for any product that is devoid of any animal cruelty any animal products so that's including any foods uh, buying any products any exploitation how to avoid it and still have a huge adventure and over time, I've created some really good contacts. One of them, in which is my good buddy, Heath James, who I've known for years, who upped his life out of this country, started all over again in a foreign country, teaching English and building a career from scratch. And he's my guest today. Today, we're discussing the COVID vaccines, the fear around it. Is it justified? Our freedoms being taken away. Is it actually that bad? What are we actually missing out on? Making money, relationships throughout the pandemic, and what we can do to take back some control. My good buddy, Heath James, thanks for coming on board. We're on, we're on. Welcome, welcome. (laughs) When I was, um, you know, what I was saying is when I was in uh, my 20s, I decided, you know, I was so adamant about pursuing a career as a radio DJ and um, I did everything that I could, you know, did a course on it, learned how to speak properly. I actually changed my accent. I used to have a very awkward accent when I first started out and, uh, you know, and then to learn to pronunciate my eyes and nine and practice instead of going, good eh? day, right. like, oi, oi, you know, I do that, right? And, um, and I was listening back to when I was a teenager and I'd talk a bit like that. And then now I look back, I go, well, you know, um, moved out into a radio career, made a career out of it, and then completely gave up the radio career. But there's that little, little bit of me itching to create something. And I'm kind of glad I got out of radio when I did, because if I was a radio announcer now, a commercial radio DJ now, I would be just buried amongst every new you know tiktoker or youtuber or podcaster i don't even listen to the radio myself mm. you know i don't listen to it i can listen to any song that i want just by pulling it up on youtube i can 
uh, listen to any information that I want through a podcast. And generally speaking, no information's actually information. You know, anything that's on a podcast or on a YouTube channel is usually just regurgitated from something. Um, yeah. So it's not actually yeah, exactly. real information. So it's well, all, well, all just there's a library, right? There, there's a library. There's the, there's the facts and the fiction in the library. And just like regurgitating, listening to Bill Burr the other day, and he was saying, like, look, it's very hard to decipher any information today. But at least at the library, they had two sections. That's yeah. what the internet really needs you know, right now. There's just so much crap up there. Did you see? it is in the cloud, you know. Did you see the news story about uh, Wikipedia? No. What happened? So but before you do, I want I want you to hear a sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me while I sip on this beer. So Wikipedia, the uh, Wikipedia founder, he originally. Uh, created Wikipedia so that it could be a, a knowledge base of all real knowledge, of all real knowledge uh, in history, and then people could add to it as they, you know, found out more information. But the founder of it is a guy named Jimmy Wales, and he has said, what did he say, uh, that he doesn't trust Wikipedia anymore. He created it, and he says that it's... Um, not a, a safe and shared online space anymore because it's being taken over by left-wing activists who want to change uh, the narrative, they change information. Mm. So they put their own slant on it. So information is not actually information. Data is not data on Wikipedia. This is what happened in history. It's now... Uh, this is what kind of happened in history, but this is our opinion of it. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. It's very interesting. I didn't know that. So I was, yeah. I do I, know people, people can add whatever they want to it. I get into these Facebook uh, debates. It's all just text on my <laughs> screen. But then I someone says, well, cite the information. Tell me about that. Well, how can you prove that? And, uh, you know, a few years ago, I would say, well, on Wikipedia, it says this. Right, so I would say this is the information. It's on Wikipedia, and I'd mm -hmm. send them a, a Wikipedia link. But you can't send them a Wikipedia link anymore because the information's corrupted. Yeah, of course, of course. I mean, like, it, it, you can look at that for, for any platform. You're like, oh, my God, look at this, and it's another you know, left wing, right wing, or something else, you know. Whatever, whatever we want to call it, this is from the Christians, this is from the communists, this is from Disneyland. <laughs> you know, what's weird, what's weird about it is, is the way that um, people sort of like just spew this information out without even fact-checking it. I think we've all done that a little bit. But I'll, I'll, get, kind of I'll give you a perfect of example of this. So in yeah. my um, animal rights um, outreach, I'll go into the city on the weekend and have these conversations with people. And, you know, we're showing all this footage from all the you know, animal agriculture industry. And I've noticed that there's a bunch of 20-something-year-olds that when they want to come up and troll they come up and say, hold on a man, it's the circle of life. 
And I'll say, hold on a sec, this is not the circle of life. What are you talking about, circle of life? It's the circle of life. This is what you do. You eat animals. It's the circle of life. I said, do you know where you first uh, heard the circle of life? Yeah, in school. Uh, They told me they learned it in school. I said, do you know where the original term circle of life came from? And they don't know. And the first time the circle of life was ever mentioned was in Disney's The Lion King. So they're literally Uh getting their moral code from a Disney cartoon. Think about how the decay of society is going when your whole moral baseline is from Disney cartoons. Yeah, it's disturbing, isn't it? Like, they're base information. People who want to travel to space or create new business, uh, you know, economies, that type of thing. And yet we're faced with a generation of people that have no idea that Disney's Lion King was the very first time that the circle of life was created. And... I then I start thinking back of once again, information is just not real. It's corrupted because you mm. can't trust Wikipedia because now that's been corrupted by a left-wing agenda or a right-wing, whoever wants to go and troll on Wikipedia. But even the, the generation into their 20s don't even see where the origins of a phrase came from and they take it as science as if it's biological science that it's the circle of life, when in actual fact, it was a Disney cartoon. There's no circle of life unless you believe in reincarnation and then you're born, live, die, Uh and then you're born again. That would be it. But the the Lion King created the circle of life. There's a whole song about it. And if if you look at... Yeah, I remember the song. Yeah, right? The circle of life, yeah. So if you look at your life, it's not a circle in any way, shape or form. You're born... You you get raped by life and <laughs> you get into debt. The banks chew your finances up. You get into a career you end up hating. You move. Hey, man, you, be careful. You use the, you use the rape, world, rape word. We might get censored. Oh, who cares? So, <laughs> right? But then you get, you know, so it, life continually does this to you and then you get to the end and then you die and then in one generation – you're forgotten completely, and I'll it's prove tragic. it. Name, uh, yeah. name, uh, one person from not the last generation, but the generation ago. Just one famous person from one generation ago, or before this, your parents' generation. When you say generation, though, how many years are we talking? Just one generation talking? of human life. So, your great grandfather. What was your great grandfather's name? Uh, I believe it was – no, no, no. It's funny that you said that because I actually just found out uh, recently. So I'll you didn't know. I'll explain. No, no, but I just find out. Um, I won't say full real name, obviously, for privacy issues. But, yeah, I do have – I think it was William and the last name. Okay. And that was like my great-grandfather. All but right. to be fair – you're not wrong, um, because 
I just recently got a hold of a, 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 a family history book. One of my uncles wrote a book, mm. and um, he actually went back and he he looked through the ancestry, and he was able to capture about five generations before we were who we are as our last name. Yep, and that was really interesting, man. I, I start, we had a long and the short of it. I didn't know, so yeah, you're right in your conclusion. But we had a major power outage where I lived by accident the other day, and so we didn't have electricity or internet for about a day. He so, thought, well, probably a good time to read that book. So I started reading it. I started to learn about it. But the reality is, we're not students of history, um, particularly these generations. And, and now that I'm a little older, I'm now considering looking more into history. And I often ask, like even my mum and people that are in their 50s and 60s that are in my circle. I mean, we're the first generation of um, computer nerds, I guess, realistically. You know, like that's when the first Apple and IBM computers kind of came out for personal use at home. And then there were games like Pac-Man and stuff in the early 80s. And so I was all about the future. But now I kind of, I'm at a bit of a crossroads you know, since, uh, you know, things have changed a bit and we've had time to think due to lockdowns, that um, I'm starting to look into things like how did we get to where we are? Can we learn something from the history so we don't repeat it, even though I realize that obviously there's certain things I can control and there's other things that I can't control. So I try to focus on what I can do right now. So at times I'm still pretty lazy. So there's no circle at all. Tell, tell, me, tell me more about that. What do you mean exactly? Well, there's no circle of life. The circle of life was from a Disney cartoon and all the youngest generation that's you know keeps coming forth out of high school believes that there's a circle of life and then when you ask them where is the origins of the circle of life, they don't know. It's the Lion King. And so yeah, I wonder what information we have and what we know that is not actually fact, that it's from some old movie or, you know, something well, that we inherently take, such as food chain, for example. Yeah. The food chain. Yeah. Maybe that's from a movie yeah. somewhere. There was some story created to tell us that this is the way we must live. Well, I was going to say, like, if you took the internet away and you just looked at the books and the library set up, and influence, you know, books like Bible, other scientific books, uh, uh, psychologist books, things like that. These were still all creations based on someone's personal truth at the time. So the truth is subject to who's like kind of experiencing it, really. So to get the truth on, on anything, you know, it's, it's always going to be interpreted through the person that's experiencing it. The problem is, is that time has passed and people still cling to certain things that they believe are the true way in the life or however you want to label it. And it's quite difficult for people to change or, 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 or look at new ways of doing stuff. And in some ways they can't just due to law as well. That's a whole other rabbit hole you, that you could go down to to like laws in certain states in America you can have more than one life, but in others it's illegal you know it, it, it seems like there's a lot of um, fighting amongst cultures and people you know and it's hence with different beliefs 
becomes why you have a lot of conflict. Oh yeah, countries, morals, yeah. and and yeah, law. yeah. Depending where you grew up, what you saw. What if you grew up in the Mexican cartel? That's going to be completely different <laughs> from growing yeah. up in, in in the royal family in the UK. That seems like kind of like why we're we even bothering with this anymore. You know. Um, so yeah, it's kind of subjective to, to to whoever is telling the story, really, and we. We also know there was some famous criminals. Uh, Eric Banner played him. Never let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. Chopper Reed. That was one oh, of his yeah. things. Uh-huh. Criminal yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he was basically saying never, never let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. Meaning that, like, if you see a movie, or a true story, they might make it a bit more interesting for you because maybe the real story was a bit boring for entertainment purposes. Yeah keep your attention because that's the other problem we got is living in the age of distraction. Well, you just made you know? a really good point. You talked about um, Eric Banner saying that Mark Chopper Reed originally said, don't yeah. let the, a good story uh, get in the, what was it? Don't let the truth get in the way of a good yarn. But did you know before yeah. that where that ori- origin mm. of that no, line I came don't. from? See, now this is what I'm talking you- about, man. So yeah, can you, me. There's a, a writer named Mark Twain, and he said, oh, yeah. uh, never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Yeah, same thing. It's just the Aussie version. Yeah, right? but my point is where the origin of something comes from. We don't even know what real information is these days. Where something yeah, comes from. Exactly. People think yeah. it comes from a Disney cartoon, you know, for Lion King, yeah. the circle of life. It comes It comes from your cult leader. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's right, isn't it? Yep. And these it's days, true, right? These days, we only know what we're fed. Well, here's a great question because I think you've nailed it on the head, and you, you you've made me think. Yeah, that's why I need to study history more. But where are we going from here? I mean, the world mm. has just changed so much. Where are we going? Oh man, are we going to repeat history and go to another kind of Conflict, like we've talked about this off off the podcast. Like, wh- where are we going as a species, man? You know, that's that's a great question as well. Yes. So, there, I've thought of that too, and I also had thought what led us there. So we have this industrial revolution. Then we have all these uh, times before that, the seventeen sixty sixteen hundreds, the uh, you know fifteen hundreds. But if you go all the way back. What happened before that? How is it we only have iPads and computers now in the last 50 years when humanity has literally been around for millions of years? Okay, you know, religious people, you know it's a fairy tale. Uh, <laughs> yeah, your Bibles and yeah, Qurans or whatever are, are fairy tales. Come on. Um, it doesn't stand up to reason. So where was humanity before we had computers and all of this? There must have been previous societies that, you know, technologically advanced societies surely buried somewhere there were civilizations and they were burned to the ground. And if we go forward, even just in today's times, where in the world of another pandemic, some people have died from it, but, you know, it's comparatively... When you look at the world meter previously to COVID, how many people were dying of everything else? 
Mm. And now that we've yeah, got COVID around, it's it's the only thing people care about. People who smoked cigarettes knew the warnings, saw the labels, saw the cancer uh, warnings everywhere. People who drink too much alcohol that you know ruin their liver. People who eat fatty junk food and get so overweight, never go to the gym. Uh, and now they're scared of dying of COVID. So, of course, what the hell? I'm, la- I'm laughing because um, it, 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 it just shows a part of like, oh, you poor people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like um, the, the movie Wally is probably a good, a good uh description of where we're probably going into the future. Yes, Come they're back. all sitting on that Dude, ship. Think about it. Did you ever see the little, that little robot I did. called Wally? And that's um, where humanity sitting on that, uh, you know, sitting on that spaceship. That's basically where we're going. Yes. But like, notice how overweight everyone was and technology did everything and everyone got like. Well, look, take 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 the average Joe. Let's just take the average person, and the average person would not know the origin of the circle of life uh, from a Disney cartoon. And you take that person who has an iPhone or you know an Android or whatever they're using, and you put them, you throw them back into the past, back into say the fifties and sixties, where you know they were using typewriters, and this person. If everybody knew that this person was from the future, they would be lauded as, oh, my goodness, this is a time, uh, you know, it's a time travel. He must be an absolute genius. Wow, Mm. he must be a genius. But then that person thrown back into the past wouldn't even know how to build a typewriter. Oh, yeah. Right? So they would say, wow, show us your new technology. How does it work? Oh, well, you press these, you use your thumb and you swipe on the screen and then you press this button and then it does stuff. (laughs) 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 And listen, but how does it work? Hey, man. man. Could you build a car? Well, that's Could it. you build a car? No. Well, I've you know I've built some of my own stuff in the past, but I can't say um, even this you know equipment that I use to create this technology. I would have to build sit there and phone. reverse engineer it. No, never built a phone. I'd be the average Joe, yeah. you know, thrown back into the past, and people would be asking me, "How does this work?" And I would say, "Uh, <laughs> well, you put your thumb on it." Yeah. And then you press it. Yeah, that's the yeah, idea. But yeah, how does the phone work? Where you press a button. Yeah, but how does it work? What is it's? And then you know, you and I could say, well, it's binary code. It's ones and zeros. But then they could say, what's but, a binary code? What's well, a binary code? <laughs> so we would just yeah. we would get past phase one at least because the the Gumby before us would say. I don't know what binary code is. I wouldn't even know what binary code is. So we would say binary code ones and zeros, yes, no, truth, false. Uh, but they go, yeah, but how does that work with the code? I've got code. How do you code? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> and they wouldn't even know. We would be the dumbest people thrown back into the past and they would look at us and say, is this what humanity has become? two generations on and we have no idea. we're not even how many books do you read oh no not many i look at my facebook 
I look at I look I at jerk it. off the porn. I look at I look I at jerk it. Off the porn. Yeah. I look at Instagram girls. I look at TikTok. But what books do you read? Have you read Mark Twain? Have you read the uh you know the the philosophical teachings of blah blah blah? Go, uh-uh. <laughs> but we all have to read that in school. Ah. Oh. What did you do in school? I pressed a calculator. <laughs> what was on the yeah, calculator? Uh, what was on the calculator? Sine, cos, and tan? What does the sine, cos, and tan do? I don't know. Yeah, so, imagine. so even even if we had time travel, it probably wouldn't help. We wouldn't help anybody. It's a good point, man. We would have it to. Is a good point. We would have to give our piece of technology to some genius back then to reverse engineer it, because we wouldn't be able to do it. You and I couldn't do it. Mm. And I like to think of myself as you know a little bit smarter because you know I know when I need to do something, I'll do it. So if I need to, um, you know, purchasing a house recently. Uh, if I need to do some mm. renovations on it, now that it's mine, I will learn how yeah. to do it. When I've needed to build my career, which I've currently got, I needed to learn legislation. I needed to learn all of these aspects to the law and I know, needed to learn how to apply it. I needed to you know, learn a whole bunch of things with this career. And then um, learning to uh, do uh, editing software. I learn editing software. I learned that back to front as well. So when I apply some myself to something, I can learn it, and I know I can learn it. But I until I've got a, an interest in something, I'm not learning it. Yeah, of course. That's why we don't build cars. We're not interested. Yeah, that's right. And if I needed to build a car, <laughs> yeah. I would guarantee I You'd could build a car. I'd figure it out. But would I have? Would I be using? Um, you know, diagrams, books from somewhere else, or could I do it from scratch myself? You'd probably go to YouTube, how to build a car, mm. <laughs> or some kind of online support. That's what my brother-in-law <laughs> did know, like, to build his houses. He went online to learn to build a house, but then he actually did it, and now he's got the, the knowledge of how to build a house. He knows yeah, how to do it now. Man. He just rinse and repeats. Now that he's got the knowledge... Uh, it's good. Pass on knowledge. Knowledge needs to be passed on from generation to generation. But uh, are we passing it on and improving upon that? Or are we just forgetting the past and not taking the past seriously? Because realistically, if we had the right intention, every Every child would have learned at least two or three different languages. They would know how to take apart a computer and put it back together, take apart a car and put it back together, build something from scratch, and we would be traveling the stars. But we're, oh, looking at our TikTok, and oh, here's the Facebook. Someone make me angry on Facebook. <laughs> And that takes up all your day because someone's pissed you off on Facebook. And then you think about your comeback when in actual fact you should be reading a book. That's you're me talking anyway. Person. I'm talking about me you're sometimes. Talking. I talk about me sometimes. Pers- yeah, personal experience. After going through a 30-day, you know, Facebook ban, um, you know. You had a Facebook ban? Oh, 
Let's talk about that. I'll, I'll get I didn't in. know. Tell me I'll, that. I'll get, okay, that'll, that'll be the next thing. But um, the getting a Facebook ban, I realised how little to nothing I needed Facebook. Oh, I just called some guy a loser. You know, um, it's just... It's, <laughs> <laughs> he called someone a loser. He was. He was a loser. All right. This is what we got the podcast for. Let's, what happened? I can't remember. It was something to do with uh, animal rights activism. I'm just kind of sick of people abusing animals, really. Uh, and so people say the most dumbest crap, like I said, circle of life. Yeah. Um, and what I generally would do, if someone writes something really inane, and, you know, there's these activists that are doing rescues. They rescue these uh, animals. They, yeah. They're rescuing from somewhere, like, I don't know, some uh, laboratory or zoo or something where they're being abused somewhere, and then someone makes some troll comment, and you just think, is this all you've become in life? Really? Is that as far as you got? <laughs> and so what I'll do is I end up trying to go to their Facebook page, and I, know I really should say this more in past tense, but I, it still stands in my memory, so it's kind of more of a present thing. But I went through this phase where people were kind of jarring me, where they would say something, and I just I'd think over it when I should be reading, and uh, studying something or getting some type of education, and letting this text on my screen chew up, you know, energy in my brain. And now I I kind of got to the point where I if I'm going to comment, and it's not perfect. But I'll say something that will get them really fired up and then I'll just say what it is and then drop the bomb and then you just see how angry they get with multiple... It's almost like a psychological experiment. Yeah, this is why Twitter, people love Twitter because they get into these betters about whatever the topic is. Like, and it means nothing. Dude I work, yeah, but there's a dude I work with. I hope he comes back because he's kind of stuck. He's supposed to be moving, but he's, he, he has... Yes, quit quit the company, but the, but the reality is, on his breaks he was doing uh, like Twitter rants and, and and all the stuff you were talking about, and I think he really enjoyed it. It was his hobby, right? Yeah, like, to, to troll. argue with people. Yep. Yeah, yeah. He troll. He used to set up. He used to set up fake accounts. And he had multiple cut down, and then he'd set up another one. Um, <laughs> he did the fake profiles. I've never done that. Yeah, yeah. And I was just saying. I know you've got a real profile and you've got your agenda and everything, but um, you should probably look at setting up a second one just in case. If they're giving you a warning, man, you're going to be censored, you yeah, know, eventually. You keep going. And, and to be honest, you're not on the on the best platform if you really want to avoid all that. But I guess know? what's the point in doing it, though? Yeah, well, I think you should stop immediately. Yeah, but, I agree I mean, with it's that. It's up to you. I agree with it's that. Up, it's, it's, up, it's up to it's up to you. I don't know, man. But I mean, obviously, the guy got under your skin. But so, look, I kind of laugh at this stuff because you know it's weird. I've only just started commenting on videos recently. I, like for years, I never bothered. I would maybe hit the like button, maybe the dislike button, but I would never really bother. But I was more of a, I like the YouTube, right? But now with how things are going, I kind of like. I never used to read the comments, but I don't really participate. I've never done what you've done. It's interesting because I know a lot of people do it and they get off on it. Yeah, like, you wonder yeah, why. Like, why? 
Well, and I can say it's a, it's the it's an adrenaline it's a short adrenaline rush uh, in this COVID pandemic where we're all locked down. So our mm. social media has become our only way to communicate with the outside world. Yeah, and you have to understand that, like, when someone's communicating on whatever platform, they probably never say that to your face ever. They would you never. You never have them no. say that. No. So you have to understand that. But they still get a under your skin man there's a new side of you I hadn't seen this before. Uh, generally I, I, that's right so I had to navigate a way around it and you get to that age in your life where you, where you think eh, fuck it let's say it and see what happens and yeah exactly <laughs> so you just say it and so what I've found uh, over this past year and a half given that I work from home and also given the fact that I I do like to study uh, but in the time that I've got uh, I have a few subscriptions. So one's LinkedIn Learning, another one's Luminosity, where you know you can watch documentaries, or you can um, look at uh, different courses people are running on you know different uh, you know uh, I don't know different subjects such as how to open yeah. a business, run a business, economic science, um, astronomy, things like this, and so that'll kind of play. And then in the background, if I've just checked my social media. Then I'll see a comment and I think, eh, fuck it. I'm going to say this and see what happens. And then I'll go back to, to learning. So I'm kind of feeding my brain, but also feeding that monster and trying to keep him at bay. I can't help it. Sometimes he just gets out. Can I, can I just throw this out? Let's just say um, some of these res- people you're responding to, let's say they're not real people and they might be yeah. just some kind of sophisticated AI bot. Mm. That's, that's run from a from a country that maybe doesn't like countries that are that are coming from the Western world. You never know who the hell's on the other know. end. And that's what AI bots are set be, up. It could be it could be someone from Russia or China, or it could be whatever. Probably not. I don't know if they're that sophisticated yet. Depending on the level of communication you're doing, but I mean, there are bots and a lot of like. There's a lot of. Sh- going on there and you know you don't even know who that person really is have you seen the tv series silicon valley yeah i love that guilfoyle is the you know creative genius of ai and dinesh is the indian guy um programmer and guilfoyle is the hippie looking guy and one day uh, uh, dinesh is sitting at his computer laughing because he starts responding to Guilfoyle and, you know, they start insulting each other. And, you know, this Guilfoyle on his t- on text on his screen is saying he's an idiot, don't contact me, you're stupid. And then he turns around and he sees Guilfoyle at the kitchen getting in, getting a coffee. And then he looks at his screen and uh. realises that Guilfoyle has created an AI to pretend to be yeah. him. And yeah. he's he's... Honestly, he thought that he was commenting to Guilfoyle. Like Guilfoyle just doesn't want to deal with Dinesh. So then what happens... That's very good insight. So then what happens is Dinesh convinces him to create a Guilfoyle... He, create, he, he convinces Guilfoyle to create an AI Dinesh. And so right. Dinesh starts utilising that for the people who annoy him. The people who are texting him, the AI Dinesh will respond... But then what happens is this AI Dinesh gets access to all of Dinesh's contacts, including including Guilfoyle's AI. So then Guilfoyle's AI 
and Dinesh's AI start talking to each other <laughs> and one insults the next one and then the other one insults the other one back and they just keep going back and forth insulting each other and they're standing in the building and then suddenly all the power goes out because oh, they've had because oh. the two AIs have had such a fight with each other they've just shut everything down one one AI's obviously got pissed off enough he shut it all down so once again yeah i could be looking at a facebook comment and that person on the other end is not a person it's just an ai bot mm. so how I do we know say this though. when i've commented on stuff i've got i haven't got a lot of likes but i haven't had dislikes but i have had a few people like anything bad but just like either give you a like or, yeah. or reply comment so I get a lot I of shares. I seem to get a lot of shares and a lot of, a lot of likes, a lot of engagement. That's probably why um, I'm a bit more engaged, just because I'm utilizing my platform for some type of, you know, justice. But remember, just remember the niche you've chosen and your belief system around what you're doing. I think is great, no problem. But just, just remember that's that's a niche that people will attack. People that just don't like that way, so that's why you get a, probably a, a lot of that stuff thrown at you. And I know you can handle it, you can handle it, but I just think in that world, you're more open to have people um, protest what you're doing, of course, even if you're doing it, for, even though you're doing it for the right reason, you just you're more likely to get attacks. It's like if I join another kind of author uh, organization and people knew like okay hang he doesn't know but you know that, that, that organization is doing things that's not the best um I, I might start opening myself to a lot of attacks so. well, can you imagine if you were protesting outside of a concentration camp in world war Two, and the majority of the people were white aryan race uh, people who were Nazi party members and all they wanted to do was get rid of all the Jewish people. And then you're looking at all the yeah. Jewish people, including all the kids going into the concentration camp. And you said to yourself, that's not right. But the majority of the people said, no, we've got to get rid of the Jewish people. They've got to go. Well, they can't exist anymore. Yeah. And you know how horrible it is. So you protest. Yeah. Now everybody yeah. would hate you. Everybody would be hating on you, but they'd say, well, just like you said, well, people are gonna. People don't like your way of thinking. People don't like to have their hypocrisies pointed out to them. No, of course not. And that's but what outrages people. I, I would also say this: though. if you were like from the future and you were protesting about them and what all the atrocities that happened, you'd probably be dead. <laughs> that scenario, <laughs> you down. Can you imagine? Like, ah, oh. There with them, you know even if you were trying to do the right thing. So it, it, different strokes for different folks, so yes. But just, just be aware that, like, I'm just saying for your own sense of uh, personal well-being, that don't let these people get under your skin if you want to keep pursuing this, right? That's but that's what, makes you that's what makes you stronger until you really makes, don't care anymore, yeah, right? Yeah, of course. I, 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 wanted to, I wanted to throw in the bot idea just on the odd chance that maybe it's not even a person. It's likely it you're correct. It's likely yeah. you are very correct. 
you know, through yeah. elections and they've proven it just how easy it is to fire somebody up. Uh, you can have an AI bot just responding opposite of whatever you say. So you can say, mm. oh, wow, the world is such a beautiful place and there will be a bot just to argue with that and they'll say, except for all the people dying of starvation in the third world and you could be having a great day you've just got the dream job of your life and you post it on social media saying oh wow i've just scored the dream career and mm. then you've got an ai bot you don't know it's an ai bot but there is that ai yeah, bot no and you everybody's congratulating you wow congratulations and then this AI bot comes in and says, yes, but what about all the starving people in all the third world countries just to bring you down because it's trained to mm. say the opposite of whatever you're posting. Just exactly to piss you off, right. just, just to get a rise out of you. I wouldn't be surprised if Facebook does that themselves. Yeah, what? I'm sure there is. I mean, one, considering what they did to the previous president, whether you like Trump or not, I still think is pretty amazing what they've got away with, not just Facebook, but some other big tech uh, uh, companies, that they've really shown their hand. They've really shown what they're capable of. And they may have even shown who their masters are and who's funding them. So, you know, you've got, you've got to start asking these questions. You know, like every time I, I see the CEO of Facebook, what's his name? Mark Zuckerberg. Is it just me? Look at his eyes. He looks like he's on some kind of anti-anxiety drug. He always seems a little bit zoned out or Adderall or something. I don't even know. I'm just taking And this is coming from ignorance. But the guy is always making public appearances. I'm like, look at this dude's face. What's going on with his eyes? I mean, I understand that the guy is under probably immense stress. Right. However, the company works, we don't really know. But um, I just don't think it's uh, it's it's going to lead to anywhere great. You know, they've got lawsuits against them now. Uh, big tech, Trump's suing them. Mm. So it'll be interesting. I don't know if anyone will come out of it, but I think it's great because even if you don't like someone, you got to appreciate the fact that this guy doesn't back down and he's seeking some justice because I think. Adding the president of social media is kind of, kind of wild. So it'll be interesting to see how that that um, ends up. But um, again, who's paying? Who's who's keeping the lights on at those places? Who who, who are their masters? They and would get a lot of kickbacks. Is, they do from NSA yeah. to CIA. Government wants a back channel into the sure sure into the social sense, media. There are some good things, tracking people. Back in the day, we're talking, you know, a couple of generations ago, it's now been proved, I think it was called Mockingbird. Have you ever heard of Mockingbird? Mm. Mockingbird was a CIA operation where they uh, they would deliberately um, have input into movies being created. So mm. they, just so that they could promote the pro-American message. So that they would say, well, um, if you're going to, we'll give you all this money, provided that the message is this. Right. So, okay. yeah. so, and they would, you know, so Guatemala is a corrupt place. 
for example, they would say, well, you know, if you're going, we want you to say Guatemala is a corrupt place. We want you to say that Russia is a, uh, you know, an inher- a corrupt place. So they would in- put those messages. And even today, the American government will allow movie producers to utilize their ships, uh, you know, if they're doing some movie out on the ocean, uh, you know, like Top Gun type thing, provided oh, it's right. giving a yeah. certain message. But these days, America will have CIA and SA involved. They want to back channel into Twitter, into Facebook, into Google. They want access to that data. So, yeah, where is that money uh, coming from for them? Multi-billion dollar company. You think it's coming just from advertisers? No, it's come from probably multiple directions. I think they get pulled and jerked around depending on what the agenda is. And maybe sometimes they might have to do stuff they don't really want to do just depending on who's paying the bill. Well, yeah, so that's that's what I'm saying. Back to it is if you look at all all social media, the people, just to get you to engage in them, they might have bots just to comment to piss you off, just to create an argument, just to fire people up, to get annoyed, just so that they get a rise and then they need to engage more on social media. You know what I don't want to see, though, going forward? Like, okay, we get the whole censorship thing. Censorship's been around a bit longer, but now it's getting mainstream. I don't want to see censorship when you buy a domain. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, if you say, okay, I'm going to register this website for this product or whatever you want, and then there's people that don't like what you're saying on that website, I don't I don't want to see it, like, as a hosting companies like like let's say for example host gator host start censoring you from the domain level oh because you, they won't let you host with them know. for example so they'll say well we're not going to host your website anymore that's what they did with uh there was an alternative to uh twitter uh, gab it was called gab and it was an alternative to twitter and then um that was banned, but then there was another one, I think it's called Parler. Oh, it was a Parler that was uh, banned. Yeah. So one of them uh, said, okay, we don't care if we are going to be on your platform or not with this app. We're just going to host, we're just going to host everything on our own server, our own website. So they've got their own internal servers. So they're not utilizing mm. some cloud-based server, you know, some, let's call it domain something or other. Uh, where you can pay, you know, $100 a year to have them host your website on their hard drives somewhere, wherever their hard drives are based. You keep your server at home uh, in your, you know, on your own own hardware and you yeah. own that. So therefore nobody can touch it. And so nobody can uh, ban you. Uh, but then what if they ban, what if they stop you from buying your own domain names because they don't like you? So I think that's the next level. I, I don't know how far they'll push it but it's, it's a real sad state of affairs because like you can see little by little how quickly the world's changed just due to something that wasn't that deadly even though you know there are still things going on but it's just amazing like how quickly things have been changed we're going into a, 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 I think we're actually like I'm, I'm very optimistic in my own personal life but I think as, as, a, as a society and countries, we're going down some dark holes. I and I don't, know, I don't know how far it's going to go. 
things do get better, and I live in hope. But like depending on where you are and where you live, and and restrictions on internet freedom and stuff like that, it's going to be very interesting to see how this goes. Mm. Well, a lot of the countries are now opening back up. I'm not sure what it's like where you are, um, but Australia has closed its borders, and people like Caitlyn Jenner can come in and then smoke cigarettes and throw the cigarettes off the balcony because they've got Caitlyn money. Caitlyn Jenner smoke? Oh, Caitlyn, gosh. Oh, yeah. Caitlyn Jenner comes to Australia <laughs> to host Big Brother. And do you know what visa Caitlyn Jenner? You're kidding. Now, so there's people that want to come home. So we're talking several thousand people that want to come home who are stuck abroad that their family is in Australia and they are stuck abroad, can't get flights back into Australia, can't get an exemption to come back in, or people who have applied for spouse visas, want to get married, have kids, and they've been waiting over two years to, you know, get those visas approved, and they are stuck and can't get them approved. But Caitlyn Jenner comes to Australia to host a big brother. What... Visa. Oh, my God. You're what, that TV show. what visa do you think Caitlyn Jenner came in on? She might have come in on the underground train. <laughs> no, but I'm talking least. about what, what visa <laughs> did Australia give her to host Big Brother? What, it, what did they give her? What did they give her? The same visa that they would give emergency doctors and nurses, critical skills visa. They gave her a visa oh under critical skills to host Big Brother. Critical skills. Get, that's crazy. They couldn't get Aussie to do that? No. Why does it have to be a foreigner? Exactly. And critical skills visa. Critical skills. Like if Caitlyn Jenner doesn't host Big Brother, the, everything will end. It's critical that Caitlyn Jenner hosts Big Brother. So she got a... Critical skills visa. That's insane, man. And, and what's even more insane, I've been away for quite a while, is that that show is still on air. Big Brother started in Australia on the 23rd of April, 2001. God, that's so sad. That's 20 years. They can't come up with anything new. If you calculate so the amount old. of hours people have spent watching that, and yeah, and the money really that they sad. made out of it, not just through advertising, but people had to SMS to vote somebody out. So it might cost them 50 cents to send an SMS to vote somebody out, and they would reap millions of dollars in just for this dumb show, and Caitlyn Jenner gets a critical skills visa that is reserved yeah, for doctors and nurses. Well, was there a big outrage about that? Is oh, there has been. Public, like, oh, you should see it, yeah. Look uh, up on the news, man. You'll see how angry people are. I've, and I know there's a lot of people who are waiting on their partners to come home and they've been denied exemptions and been denied visas and they are up in arms. And meanwhile, everybody's locked down. And then as soon as somebody protests, oh God. you see the media ganging up on people to, you know, who are trying to protest to to get their rights. You, you know what? They're going to just use the narrative. They're going to say, oh, you're causing more spreads of COVID. 
It was a big protest in Melbourne and in Sydney, predominantly in Sydney uh, today, actually. And, 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 like, and lockdowns, right? How's it going? Yeah. Is it getting violent? Or how- no, but the headlines are, one of them's, thousands pack into Sydney CBD for anti-lockdown rally. Their selfish actions have compromised the safety of all of us. Imagine that. That's that's the line. Were they, were they wearing masks? Actually, I'm just looking at the video footage. Let's see what's. Let's have a. It was look. called a freedom Damn. rally. But it rapidly erupted into a day of anger. Can you hear it? Former footballer and boxer. How can it be putting them at risk when you can't really get into the country? Only a few people get in. I mean, what it, what it is is what it is. You know, so. This generation, or wherever we are now, most people have been so lucky. There's been no major military conflict in those countries for quite some time, and we're just not used to it. It's natural that people rebel. I mean, like you have to be stupid to think that people aren't going to rebel. You should see them in France too. They're protesting in France. I did. I, un, it's unconfirmed, but I did hear that some of the police had joined the protest with the French people. Right. A little bit different over there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know if it's, it's not confirmed. But the, you should see the, the footage of France. They're protesting as well, mm-hmm. um, saying, like, they don't like the leader. They don't like Europe's going to COVID passport-type territory. Um, they want everyone vaccinated and the whole bang bang It's a real mess. Um, I will say this: we, we, we don't again. We don't really learn much from history. Uh, I was talking to my mums, and then I was also talking to another friend that I mentioned earlier. That's from a similar generation. They're all in their sixties, and um, they told me about vaccinations in the past. And it's a little different today. I'm not saying compare it to now, but they just said, "Look, a history lesson." Um, do you remember the disease polio? Yes. Yeah, polio? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so the disease that really affected my family. I had an uncle that got affected badly from it, and then two uncles that got it, but not as bad. And um, he can't walk properly. He had to get a hip replacement recently because one leg's too short together. But long and the short of it is that when polio hit, did have a vaccine after a little while of being around. I don't know how long it took to get the polio vaccine market, but no one questioned it. We didn't have the internet like we have today. Everyone trusted the system and and the doctors and government back in the 50s or whenever it was. And um, the reason why we don't have polio today is because everyone was vaccinated, you know. Mm. So a little bit of a lesson from history. But the problem is back then people trusted that they were taking into their body. Now it's, it's a big like you know, it wasn't really like rushed at the market. So many agendas. They this wasn't approved by the proper people, and it's not approved by the FDA. There's horrible side effects. We all need to deal. We've talked about this before. So now you've got that whole like lack of trust. You know, it's a and trust so, issue. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you never had that back when they were doing mass vaccinations. Now, I don't know. You should probably look up the history of, like, how many side effects were there from taking a polio vaccine? Like, how effective was it? You know, like, were people still maybe getting polio even after an injection? You know, like, 
trying to find the data for that would be, actually be a really good uh, project. Because if you could find the, the polio data for how, like obviously the vaccines work, we don't have polio now, but like how many people would like severely uh, hurt by a vaccine? Because not everyone has a good reaction to the vaccines, mm. right? We know that. So that would actually be a really interesting way trying to trying to find that. Back then, people just trusted the doctor. Yeah, so I'm looking at the polio vaccine um, side effects. They said soreness near the injection site, red soreness, low-grade fever, serious side effects, hives, itching, flushed skin, paleness, low blood pressure, swollen, sore throat, trouble breathing, wheezing, rapid and weak pulse, swelling of the face and lips, nausea, vomiting, dizziness, fainting, blue-coloured skin, and, uh, you know, that wow. was just some of them. Oh, still not side effects, but it's... I think the whole that was still successful, it's just you're one of those unlucky ones, man. It's horrible, man. Yeah, when you look yeah. at there's actually a website called historyofvaccines.org and you can have a look oh, at, a good look, look at Yeah, and you can have a look at the vaccine side effects for a range of different viruses throughout history. Um, and types of different vaccines, government regulation. But we are at a point where I I don't trust the powers that be because they're not transparent. Mm, yeah, we know that. You can't listen to everything they say. So because the government is there to represent us. We're not there. We put them in power so that they represent us. And I was even thinking just even earlier today, we were talking, um, you know, uh, you know, originally like about UFOs back in the day and how the American government, the Australian government would deny the existence of it and then cover everything up whenever there was some information that came out. They'd squash it, uh, discredit anybody that had the information. But if, if even if you, for example, you have a child and you want your child to know the truth about life, you teach them. So we put them in power so that they are transparent with us. We want them to develop technologies that will, uh, you know, or support technologies that will help us travel space. Will give us that information. That's what we're paying you for. Give it to us. We want to know what's out there. You can't deny us the truth. But it's got to the point mm-hmm. where they've denied us so much in- information that we don't trust. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, and I mean, to be honest, they have made a lot of mistakes for the years. I mean, you just look at the the, the timeline. It, it's something that needs serious reform, in my opinion. I, I don't think that's going to be an easy task, and I think there'd be a lot of people be like, bah, 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 like stuff like, no, we're not having this. But I think we need to get access to technology. And the blockchain's talking about that, where you can vote on more things. You're not just voting for your uh, government official, but you're actually voting on other things, and they should have polls from the public as much as possible to, to have to have a true democracy. I think, like honestly, they need to. Even if people are like, "Oh God, we want a true democracy," they're giving us the power to have it. They're probably so busy, and they won't have time to to go through everything and actually vote on a on a non fraudulent system. Do we want mandatory vaccines? No or yes. Do we want this? No yes. Do we want this? Yes. Whatever the topic is going into the future, that I think people will be like, hey man, I want to pay the taxes. I, I just want to live my life. So they don't want to. They don't want if you if you give people more uh, options to, to do this, you might get it. Some people definitely would get on it, but other people would be like, 
I don't really wish it. I'm kind of living in a bubble anyway. You know what I mean? But I do agree that we do need to see some serious government reform. And I think we need to be given the option of um, voting people in and out. And I actually think a death penalty for for things that are found might not be so extreme anymore, depending on what the scenario is. Or, or if not that, a very long long term, term in a prison or something, because it seems like a lot of them get away with a lot. They and do. I think, you know, like, like countries like Singapore, I think they still have serious uh, death penalties for government corruption. But again, you know, there's always a gray area. I'm not saying that going to put people to death. I do think there should still be some kind of long sentence, something, and, and people should have a little bit more in regards to what's going on. You know, like so much has changed right now that I think you might see more civil unrest around different countries you're already seeing it now. How far will they push it? Well, How if there were 15,000 people protesting uh, at minimum today in Sydney, and the, I'm just watching that footage, and there were, oh, the streets, as far as the eye could see, of people just protesting, even bringing their kids down, and then the police go in and try and break them all up. But if that's just one and a half years in, and there's 15,000 people who are just tired of it, because they've got a legitimate concern that their small businesses need to close, Meanwhile, large corporate uh, businesses can stay open, making them billionaires and then bankrupting a lot of other businesses. So they protest. Imagine in you know a year's time or two years' time if they continue going down this path because people will only be patient for so long. Exactly. You're already starting to see the tippets. It's just started. It's just started. And I, I was so happy just to live my life quietly, and just do my thing, make my money, and you know, have my you know outlet for creativity. Having you know YouTube channel, or, you know, a little podcast thing. So happy to do that, and uh, I see more and more so much unrest that I'm not sure whether I'm the type of person to get out there and do something, or whether I just <laughs> part of me just says let it burn. You know, it's too late. It's too late. Just live my life mm. and don't worry about everybody else. Just let it go. I don't want to get caught up in it at all. I've got enough money. I'm I'm okay. I don't need. I took care of everything. I've been taking every care of everything for years. A lot of people they don't really plan their lives. They just live day to day. They don't save for a rainy day, or maybe they can't. You know, some people are in horrible situations. Uh, they haven't furthered their education. They haven't figured out another market to go and make more money in. You know, they're not generally an entrepreneur with just jobs, stuff like that. Um, so, again, a lot of it is on the individual. But I also get that, like, you know, these lockdowns are ridiculous. And, you know, there needs to be, like, I would say generally look back over the, since this whole thing started. Okay, fine, you shut it shut it down for a little bit at the beginning. It's it's a smart move, but I think um, like going back and forth and and the fear cam fear campaign narrative is just uh, something that we really don't need. That's why I think government reform would be a good idea to keep uh, things a little bit more legitimate because there's always an agenda behind the closed door. How many people out of uh, approximately 8 billion people on the planet have actually contracted 
COVID and then died of COVID. And then you compare it to other deaths uh, in different areas. So yeah. HIV, uh, you know, apparently, according to this, there are 42 million 888,000 uh, people who are infected with AIDS HIV. And there's 943,657 deaths uh, this year, according to this uh, website with their source being uh, UNAIDS, um, as to how many people have died this year. 943,657,000 people died of AIDS HIV in this last year. Think about that. Mm. That's a million people. That there's two more, two million more people died of COVID, according to the uh, to that. But with what is it, forty two million people who've been infected by HIV AIDS, those people didn't care. Those people, you know, a percentage of them um, had, uh, you know, unprotected sex. Were they thinking about HIV before? They weren't. People who share needles, they. They, you know, they share a needle and they don't care. There's multiple ways to get, you know, HIV AIDS, but that's how many people have got it. Now, how, do you know how many people, how many children were aborted? Oh, that's a... How many people were aborted? How many <laughs> children were aborted in this last year? 23,934 abortions in the last 12 months. Can you, can you just back up a bit? Um, yeah. So, what was the COVID death rate? What was the COVID death uh, rate hang on, currently? COVID death. Hang on, let's have a quick entire, look entire like population. Yeah, hang on. All the countries together. COVID death total. COVID death uh, total. Uh, to world. Okay. So, according to this, uh, what are we looking at? So, nineteen one hundred ninety-three million have had it. And four point. But what's the death rate? Four point one four million people died uh, having COVID, but there is a difference between dying of COVID and dying with COVID. So if you're a perfectly healthy human being and you've got no pre-existing issues and you happen to get COVID and then you die, you die of COVID. But if you got COVID and you're a cancer victim, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you are on your way out and you happen to get COVID, and then you die because uh, COVID was in your system, they'll put you down as dying of COVID. Um, and whereas, you know, COVID was the symptom that pushed you over the edge that weakened your already decaying body uh, to, uh, you know, to a point where it couldn't handle it, and then they died. So we don't know. I mean, that's a bit of a conspiracy theory, and people, of course, can debate and chew that up and do whatever they want with it. But my point is nobody cared about dying about anything else. So uh, if we'll have a look at um, seasonal flu deaths around the world, 276,735. There's deaths caused by malaria, 221,000. Cigarettes smoked per day, 30, just per day, 13,273,000. Uh, thereabouts per day, and deaths caused by smoking, 2,806,000. Oh, deaths caused by alcohol, 1,403,000. And then deaths caused by suicide, which is unfortunate, um, 601,000. In one year or just? Yeah, in one year. What, what? 
And total traffic accident fatalities, 757,768, according to Worldometer as we speak, um, in the last year total. Mm. Right? So now consider that where you think about how many people smoke cigarettes, how many people had unprotected sex, how many people share, you know, uh, don't wear gloves, don't wear masks before COVID, didn't care that they got the common flu, didn't bother about their their normal shots, they traveled, get into a whole bunch of strife, don't care what they eat, don't care what they smoke, don't exercise, get overweight, and then they complain and get scared of getting COVID. Yeah, it's a twisted world. <laughs> and then they push that on everybody else, and that's the narrative. And that's mm. what shuts down all of our borders. And then they create a divide between the people who are saying – or the people who are asking questions, okay, yes, hold on a second, before you lock us all down and before you close our borders, we've got a few questions here. No, don't ask questions, shut your hole, we're not going to answer them, we're shutting down borders, and hey, don't be a conspiracy theorist. No, no, I've just got some questions, that's all, I've got some questions. You guys are conspiracy theorists. No, 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 we've just got some questions, that's it. And then the media will gang up against you, you selfish people for standing up for your rights and we need to lock everybody away. And that's the narrative. I've got a mate who is currently overseas. who got an exemption to leave Australia and he's over in um, Russia. He's over in Russia at the moment. This uh, new mate of mine. And he says that nobody's talking about it. In Russia. Yeah. He says nobody is really talking about it. He's in Moscow with his partner. And um, he was met at, He actually posted two videos. He posted a video of him at Melbourne Airport. And then he posted when he was in Moscow Airport. And Melbourne Airport was just dead quiet. And Russia's airport was just full busy. He showed walking on the streets, no problem. Cafes are open. People get along with it because the government doesn't pay people to stay at home. Yeah, this is exactly right. In certain scenarios, um, you don't have that that government support. So, like, it gets harder for people like that. So sometimes they say, well, you're just going to go to work and wear your mask. Yeah, that's uh, it. That's what you've got to do. You can't stamp out every case because as soon as you do that, the rest of the world is opening back up. All right, hypothetically, if they locked us down in Australia – they were sending me government checks. I'd still be annoyed because I couldn't go out, but at least they're supporting me. But they're not doing that I now. Want, they're not doing that, are they? Got rid of the job seeker or whatever. Yeah, job keeper. They had it. Now they, they do offer it. Job uh, keeper. Job seeker. <laughs> job job keeper. seeker. Yeah, well, there'll be a lot of people on job seeker. They, the people that can work from home are doing so. So I have been unaffected. So that's why I'm, you know, one of the reasons why I'm not protesting is because my career is unaffected. I'm in a pandemic proof. Yeah. I'm in a a pandemic proof career, it seems just by chance, but you know, so many other people aren't. Yeah, exactly. And they've got to get out and do it. And now they're not allowed to do it. Casual workers who don't get annual leave, sick leave, any of those entitlements, they're out of money. Mm. They can't buy their homes. Meanwhile, the cost of prices are just going through the roof for, for homes the cost of homes were going through the roof because people who had investment properties thought, uh, you know what, this is a really good time to sell. So a lot of them decided to sell. And then there's all these new uh, houses on the market. And there was just started to become a seller's, uh, a seller's market. 
So prices started going up because parents were giving their kids um, assistance in buying those first homes. Prices have shot from six hundred and fifty to seven hundred and fifty, eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars for the worst looking properties you could imagine for that price. Yeah, and you know, you know what's really going on is the bank stimulus too. Yeah, keeping the interest rates they- low, perfect time to buy, yeah. and then people get well in over their heads just in a time of a pandemic because JobKeeper was sometimes paying people more money than they were earning in their normal job. Mm. So they had all these mm. excess funds in their account. They couldn't spend it. They were stuck at home. They've got some money to burn. The housing prices went through the roof. Yeah, and what's interesting is we've had housing bubbles before, but Australia was never affected by it. Mm. But at some point it will be, and it's going to be very interesting to see when it happens. Again, it might not even happen in our lifetime because they're not going to stop printing money for some time, and I don't think there's any chance of an interest rate rise by central for a couple of years at least. They can't. Um, I think the thing that sucks is I think commercial banks, when you go and get the loan for a mortgage, they'll put the rates up a little bit slowly over time. That's how Um, the government then tries to control society because if they want to get people to move further out of the city, what they do is they bump up the prices or they keep the uh, find ways as incentives to keep prices high and then Mm -hmm. they lower the prices or keep them um, you know, lowered out in more country areas and build a shopping center in those country areas. It encourages families to use more of regional uh, parts of their state. And so they get this nice new, uh, you know, designed home for them, moving out to a country area, which means they've got to up their lives and move out. But it yeah. it's a way to move people out of the city and then further out and then populate the rest of the country. And mm. so it's a way to control us. It's you, you kind of just watch the oh, economics yeah. and you can see how we're controlled. And then we're controlled by uh, social contracts and, uh, you know, with each other. How do we... How do we escape that? That's why we need, you know, that's why men have Asia. <laughs> that's why men have Asia, man. Now we're going, that's, <laughs> it. that's another, that's a whole other rabbit hole. Yeah. Absolutely, man. And to be honest, it's one of the reasons that I left. But then it doesn't matter where you are now. So, like, that didn't work. We're still, we're still part of this. It might be cheaper living out here compared to Australia, but you've got no support if you can't pay your bills. You have to rely on the courtesy of kind people and friends. I know. So, like, it, it doesn't matter what you want to know. Every man and a woman needs an escape, and you see these people, they run amok when they travel abroad, but they can't do that now. So they've all got this rage yeah. inside of them being stuck indoors. You know, women go to Bali because that's their... Mm. You know, that's their paradise. They can join some, uh, you know, some commune for a couple of weeks and become, uh, you know, spiritual. <laughs> they go to some parts of India, um, you know, where they can become spiritual. And, and there's a book that reminded me of this was 1984, where everybody is really controlled by Big Brother. And they have an hour mm-hmm. of hate where they all get into inside of this cinema uh, in this, you know, this big auditorium where they play on the screen some uh, enemy of the state. 
and they make everybody hate that enemy of the state. Nobody knows if he's real or not, but everybody screams for an hour and they get all their anger out at this, uh, at this you know, entity on the screen. And mm. so they're allowed to get all their rage out because the government knows if you keep repressing everybody, they will eventually rise up against you. So they say, well, okay, you know, let's control everybody by making them hate this one entity and we'll bring them all in here and then they have the hour of hate. So everybody gets in there, gets the hour of hate out and then they just go back to normal. And now the, all the energy, all their anger and energy is now depleted and they'll become good little working robots again. And then you have a look at these societies, we all need an escape somewhere. Yeah. I've got to go back and listen to that audio, but yeah, I, I get that, man. That's that's very powerful and interesting. Yeah, and, and we all do need that. The only way you're going to get that now is closing your eyes. You know. Yeah. Um, I think we're in the eye of the storm, though. Here, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that look at the leading countries hold out the vaccines, and then you find out that a lot of them are still in COVID, even with two shots. Mm. It means that. It hasn't really been that successful. Though it has been successful to a point, it hasn't been 100% mm. successful. If you look at countries like Israel and Singapore, those are the good ones to watch if you want to see how things are going on the front line, the countries that got their shit together the fastest. Mm. Um, so I think if they can get it a bit more handled, then we're probably in the middle of this thing. But if they have to go back into what we're just doing right now, this thing is forever, you know. It's going to be a constant interrupter at least for another three years, I reckon. That's we need to live with it. We need to learn to live with it. They, they said that they vaccinated enough of their people, their citizens, and that they need to get some form of herd immunity. And then they opened up, and then they got more cases. So um, if they can... If they can show the world that they can get it handled, then I think we're on the right track. But if they're, like, dropping the ball and it's not working so much now, the data's coming out, this hasn't been a very effective vaccine rollout, they're going back into more lockdowns, I think we're far from over with this thing. And that's, once again, there's this distrust because we don't even know the origins of it. Now, as soon as COVID came out and I saw Wuhan Laboratory, I said it came from the Wuhan Laboratory, and only now there's this conversation about it. Well, maybe it did come from the Wuhan laboratory, and yeah, people say, you know, it came from it came from the wet market. Oh, really? A pangolin kissed a wombat, really? And now, uh, <laughs> and, and now, uh, now there's a the Wuhan virology laboratory is right there. So where did it come from? Yeah. It came from the freaking <laughs> virology laboratory. Come on, people can't be so stupid and. I would almost think that if they've got the, uh, you know, the virus coming out of these places, because that's where uh, viruses are handled, where they've got some pretty dangerous stuff in there, they would almost have the cure. Because mm. you wouldn't create something without having some type of cure behind it. And if China is saying, well, it didn't come from the Wuhan lab, now just imagine if they then say, well, it did come from the Wuhan lab, but... Uh, it's not our fault because we get uh, we get funded by Pfizer. We get funded by, you know, uh, whoever, Moderna, Johnson & Johnson. Imagine if it came out that it did come from the Wuhan lab. The first thing that I would say is, yeah, but 
we make our money because we're being paid by all these uh, these pharmacy companies to mm, to create these viruses, true. to handle these viruses. Then who is responsible? And if all these viruses are being created in all this laboratory uh, in all these laboratories around the world, funded by the largest pharmaceutical companies around the world, and they are the ones that are now bringing out the vaccine. Mm. It would be like exactly. it would be like um, McAfee creating a virus and then selling you the uh, antivirus software. Exactly, exactly. And I think that theory is probably more closer than the truth than anything. And it will be it will be squashed. It will be covered up. And I'd love to see if, if they can prove that. Again, we live in a crazy world. I'd love to see confiscations. I'd like to see trials against humanity. I'd like to see a lot of those things come into play. But will we get them? I don't know. But I, I, I think they're, they're, they're getting closer to it. But, I mean, again, like never, you know, China does America's dirty work. They're kind of in, in bed together if that theory is true. You know, yeah. there's always going to be there's always going to be um, people that don't do what they they should do. You know, they'll, they'll flip. You know, and and again, like the theory is that China's like oh, we can use this for world domination, and they could probably just use it and and they just fuck over the Americans in that situation because you know they are expansionists. A threat right now. Recently, they've been threatening. Japan, they've been threatening Taiwan again. It's just, um, I, don't, I just don't know how far this is going to go. I do think another war is coming at some point. I hate to say it, but I think you know there's there's a lot of things going on that are probably going to result in some other kind of hot war. Right now, I think it's a cold war. I think um, there's a lot of moving parts, but uh, you want to talk about destabilizing the countries and relationships. They've been very successful at doing that. China looks scary, but it's also a bit of a house of cards once you really see what's going on there. Mm. You know, so we'll just have to wait and see. And we're just we're kind of lucky, man. We're very lucky in this scenario. As things get better, hopefully I can take some money and maybe give it to uh, some kind of charity I believe in. Or if you want to start a charity or something, um, donate some of your some of your uh, success to somewhere that you really believe in, try to do your part, help humanity. I actually think um, one thing that I'm going to look out for that I was thinking about is um, families that have been badly affected by vaccines. So like if, let's say they've, they've, taken a, they've taken a vaccine and they've had really bad reactions and maybe they've got a disabled child now that was healthy before. Maybe I could look at finding a charity or something like that where you can help the ones that tried to do the right thing and and, and actually got screwed over. You just brought me you to know? my final point, and I think maybe we should wrap it up after yeah. this, but the vaccines themselves, the companies are indemnified by governments. So let's say you give your child um, the vaccine uh, and your child has autism, well, can them that's the conspiracy theorist view of vaccine. But let's just say they go happen. blind, can't have children in the future, uh, you know, becomes paralyzed or has blood clots, something like that. You can't sue anybody. 
And if they... I know. So if there's a family out there that is being drastically affected by it, you giving them $1,000 of your money is uh, great, but that $1,000 should have come from the the companies, the, the pharmaceutical companies that make billions of dollars oh, every absolutely. single year. And from Probably the governments that promote it. Yeah, so where do you go? But you've got to find... It brings us back around to the start is where do you find actual real information that is not based upon opinion. And, you know, it goes back to very start where you're dealing with people that don't even know that Lion King created the circle of life. And now when you're trying to find real data, I'm just doing a quick search. How many people have died of the uh, the vaccine? It's very difficult to find information. But if you look for how many people have died of COVID, it'll tell you very quickly. So how... And you trust it. You have to trust that the death. That's interesting. You can't find it. You can't find the, the vaccine death like that. Yeah, it's really difficult um, to find the data or just, just from a quick search, but you can quickly find how many people died of COVID. And this was one of the issues that I had early on was that where are all yeah. the bodies? Where are all the people on social media who are crying that their family members died of COVID? Where are the funerals that are happening because of COVID? Surely with, you know, three million odd deaths, you would hear a lot of stories of people who are crying out on social media that are shared amongst people. My, you know, so-and-so died of COVID. Uh, this person, sure. you know, was close. They would be running funerals online. They would have, where are all the bodies? I think you are looking in the right area. I'll share with you some things and then I'll, I think I sent you a link before, but uh, there was, I found some, some uh, government data mm. links. I'm not saying they're not dying. Before. No, 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 but what I'm saying is that I've got, I have found some data, particularly from UK and Australia, that are actually giving you the reports of, um, of um, like how people have been badly affected trying to do the right thing by taking a vaccine and then like some of the side effects and it's pretty wild, some of the stuff. There's uh, uh, VAERS. It's re- VA- reported. Yeah, V-A-E-R-S. You look at that. Through the yeah, CDC, look at that too. but there I looked it up a little bit further, and it seems to be self-reported. So people can self-report their side effects, which are then included in the data. And there's anti-vaxxers out there on the other side who are very against vaccines, who They're can potentially it. post, who can potentially yeah, they post can rig it. and rig it, much like Wikipedia, yeah. much like changing history through yeah. Wikipedia. But again. They could be anti-vaxxers and have an agenda too. So I'm trying to find, I'm trying to find more stuff, you know. And you know, it's like trying to find a needle in a haystack. And I've got to take days off from it too. I can't, I can't look at a lot of this crap too much. Um, I've got to like just go and be a be a father and do other things. I've got to enjoy hobbies and watch comedians and stuff like that. Because the stuff can really make you um, make you crazy. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Uh, final thought right now, I would say sometimes watching really bad end-of-world science fiction with, like, alien invasions makes you feel better about current situations. <laughs> Where actually, this isn't <laughs> Actually, so this is bad. not so bad. We're all angry. We're all angry <laughs> and everything's, uh, you know, being all our rights being taken away. But I just end up watching a TV series and it was axed called Colony, 
and everybody is de- divided by aliens coming down and um, basically yeah, that, taking that over. Works. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's worse. Yeah. And that's worse than people getting butchered, turned into slaves. Yeah, and now we're all just angry that we can't go to the movies. (laughs) We can't travel abroad. Most people don't have the money just to travel abroad anyway. Like People don't have the the money just to go on a random holiday over to Japan or somewhere like that. They get four weeks annual leave a year. They've got, uh, you know, two to three kids. They're struggling to pay their mortgages and... People realistically, if you break it down, they don't have anywhere to go. So what are they whinging about? That's a good point. You don't really have anywhere to go, man. There's nowhere to depending go. Depending on who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, to be honest, all the countries I want to visit right now are heavily restricted. I've heard of some people, I've followed some people that are travelling there anyway, and it doesn't seem worth it, you know. It's Rather not worth wait it. a couple more years. Yeah, yeah, when the, yeah, when you got more money in the account, when you can upgrade your accommodation, and for now we've got it pretty pretty good. Aside from feeling trapped because my rights have been taken away, there's an yeah, underlying fear. It's an underlying fear that if you do the wrong thing, that you can lose money by, by being fined, and it, and so I look at it like randomly applied inconsistent rules where they say. And we say they, as in the government, and then everybody contractually agrees to it. These are the rules today. And I, I just have to accept it. And I don't like being controlled by anybody. I know, I know you, man. It's hard. It's difficult. And I'm same. But I'm not affected otherwise. I, I'm obvious. I'm otherwise not affected. And I'm just kind of letting it play out. I've got a partner overseas I haven't seen for a long time and I'm really trying to get her here and that's sad. If I didn't have a partner abroad, I really wouldn't care at all, Um, you know, as to current lockdown status and just keep working. But aside from that, you know, I'm just living life. So, you know, it's all good, man. Uh, We're all, I think we're all sweet and uh, I just joined the conversation until my next 30-day Facebook ban. (laughs) Man, don't let the bot get to you. I'll talk to you again soon. If you'd like to find out more about Explore Life, head over to YouTube and look up Explore Life Films. Check back here for more podcasts and I'll see you soon.